Hey everyone, it's Michael. Before we begin, want to remind you all to join the new Union Sports Goalkeeping Community, a social media network that reimagines how we engage, educate, and entertain one another. To download free, go to www.theunionsports.com or the Union Community on Apple or Google Play stores. Thanks for making the Union possible, and on with the show. Welcome to Inside the 18. I'm Michael Majid, live from Hollywood, California. With me, no 99 World Cup winner, Suskia Weber. No Omar Zini, Pro GK Academy. Shout out to Omar Zini. He has gotten called up. He got the call. He's going up with the first team this week to Nashville. So congratulations to Omar. No bus ride for you. Four-star hotels caviar you know the mls lifestyle and someone who knows all about the mls lifestyle is one of our guest panelists today guys the one and only ex-mls goalkeeper coach todd hofford director of one-on-one soccer and we don't just have one person who's involved with summer camps today we've got you know him you love him making his i don't know ninth return to inside the 18 the one and only founder of camp shutout mr shutout himself stan anderson looking very very articulate academic today with the glasses yeah well that's so i can see you and see coach holford <laughs> oh I yeah i love it man what happens the older we get i just don't have mine on mine are sitting beside me i just haven't put them on <laughs> there we go well well uh well, well guys I, I obviously i appreciate you guys coming on obviously there's a busy time of the year for you guys uh with with the camps going on uh todd why don't we start with you because obviously uh with the pandemic and everything you guys took a little bit of a hiatus from one-on-one soccer and now you guys are back and back and going strong yeah this is the uh this is our 29th year uh of doing these but the last two years we haven't had an overnight so uh and it's it, it's especially exciting for me because obviously during my time in MLS at Real Salt Lake, there was four years previous to our last one that I wasn't even physically there. So this is the first time in about six years that I'm physically going to be at one of my programs as opposed to, you know, a virtual. Uh, oh. So I'm super, super excited, looking forward to it. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out how to how to do it again. You know, it's been six years of, of not really physically being there. So. The last couple of days, it's all right. Oh, how do I how do I do go about doing this? How do we got to get this done? What we got? So I've relied on a lot of my staff over the last years to do it, and now I'm I'm back in back in the seat and going it again. Well, speaking speaking of uh, of relying on your staff, I mean the one and only here, Stan Anderson, relies on not just his own staff, but bringing in people like Todd Hofford uh, <clears throat> to come in and guest coach uh, when uh, when they don't have those responsibilities. Sam, why don't you tell us a little bit about how that happened with with Todd coming in last year? You know, you surround yourself with people that are better <clears throat> at this than you. And uh, it was a pretty easy ask of Todd to come in. Um, you know, I, I think we had just crossed enough platforms and heard it enough <clears throat> of each other speak that it was an easy, it was an easy ask. Uh, certainly, I think there's a, like anything in life, there's a trust, trust component back and forth, not, not just me trusting Todd. I hope and pray that he trusts me as well, <clears throat> as well. And we were able to pull it together and um, bring him in. He did a fantastic job and I would do it again in a minute. And 
hopefully have steered a couple people to his programming. So at the end of the day, it's just, uh, it's just, you know, being a, a little bit of like mind, but also of different mind, but a trust element and the guy's quality. So, you know, how do you, how do you lose? How do you lose when you align with somebody like that? I mean, look, I mean, I think, you know, Todd, I think for you, it must've been a little bit of a relief to be able to come into an environment because sometimes you get asked to do, do these guest coaching, you know, stints with these different programs. And it's, let's be honest, they're asking you to put it together because they really don't have it together. And, and, you know, the camp shutout is just a, a well-oiled machine. So for you, when you came in, was it just kind of a turnkey operation? I mean, and for me, it was just essentially, I was amazed of how streamlined it was. Uh, you know, I think anytime you hear the numbers, you know, 300 or 290, whatever it was last year, I don't re recall off the top of my head. You, you, you begin to wonder how are they going to get this organized? Because I know how difficult it can be to organize these types of events. So going in, I really had no idea. I mean, I see the videos, you know, on his website and then his Facebook and all that kind of thing. Uh, and it looks great, but until you're actually there, you don't really have any idea of how streamlined and organized and what a true goalkeeping experience it is for the players. I mean, I was totally blown away uh, by how everything went. And uh, I was just, I was proud to be a part of it. Uh, Stan and I have had many conversations prior to me going there. Uh, and to me, it's always refreshing when you actually have a conversation with somebody and they're of like mind like philosophy and everything. Uh, so it was, it was for me, a no brainer it was it's when he said, Hey, can you make it? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'd love to be there. I'm just gutted. I can't be there this year. You know, that, that's so my when you look at dates, you know, you're just like, they gave me one date that I could actually do mine. And that was it. It's either take it or leave it. And then I think it was Stan like a week later, you called me like, hey, I'm not my, and I'm like, oh, I can't do yeah. it. Shut out now. So. Well, but 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 unfortunately, despite the fact that you can't have Todd Hofford, which uh, obviously is a is a massive you know disappointment, uh, but the fact that he's got his camps going, you know, is is just massive and massive because there are those those students on the on the East Coast who may not be able to get all the way to the Midwest, and now to, to have a a facility and, and and a location where they can go uh, on the East Coast is is massive. And I love Stan. I love the fact that you're not competitive about that, but you're rather more encouraging, and you want players to experience other camps and, 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 and see these other environments. Look, I, I think we're human beings, right? Um, <clears throat> we compete and we compete our ass off in various ways, but <clears throat> at the end of the day, um, truly, and I mean this, when you, when you come across somebody like Todd, um, who's, you know, fantastic at his craft was coaching a goalkeeper that I had worked with as a, as a youngster. Um, and so, you know, you, you just talk, you have some conversations and, you know, things, uh, things go positive, which is awesome. Um, and Utah, I'd love to have you there as well. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, there, there are people you come across and you know that maybe they're more egocentric mm -hmm. and you don't really have an interest in having them in, you know, in all honesty, I, I hope and pray that we are very player driven we want the best people there but those people that want to deliver to the goalkeeper that's in attendance and it's not the the me show um so at the at the end of the day look it 
Todd's like at the top of the top of that list. I mean, if we, <clears throat> we have a camp next year and let's hope that happens, I'll be asking Todd again and I'll be asking Todd again and I'll be asking Todd again. And, you know, that's, that's an easy, uh, that's an easy thing to do, but that is not the case for everybody you come across in any aspect of life. So we haven't cornered the market in goalkeeping, but in any aspect of life. Well, well, you know, Todd, you know, one of the cool things that I've seen in regards to your entire career uh, as, as you progress, not just in working as a professional coach, but also, you know, working at the youth level um, and, the, and the college level is that you have brought in different people from different walks of life and different environments, you know, to, to work with your players and never went, well, if they didn't come through one on one soccer, then I don't want them in my program. Right. Yeah. And I think that's where Stan and I are, are very, very similar. You know, we want good, solid goalkeeper coaches that are, you know, going to, uh, you know, be in our programs and help the players, but it's all about being a good, good person as well. I mean, we just had our, um, our zoom call last night with 110 goalkeepers that are going to be in our program next week and their parents and basically doing an intro of kind of what we do and how we do it. And, you know, one of the things that I really stress, it's, it's not just about goalkeeping. You know, it's, it's also about, we want to train you to be and educate you to be a good person. You know, it's say, please say, thank you. If you see a piece of trash laying around, pick it up, put it in the trash can, you know, just be a good person. And that for me is, is huge. And it doesn't matter if you're a camper uh, or if you're a staff member, you know, those are the attributes that I'm going to look, look for to whether be on my staff or, or help a young individual. I mean, when you get those kids that, that do that, you have no problem whatsoever helping them every time they ask you for something in any phase, right? In any phase. Absolutely. Coach. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and speak, and speaking of that right now, um, while we uh, talk about an image right here, man, I mean, you're, you're, you're taking the Stan Anderson book of, uh, of posting, uh, uh, of uh, all, all the people in the fine professional game, uh, that, that, uh, that, that you've been associated with, um, and shout out to Stan, Stan, honestly, you know, I don't think a lot of people recognize the fact that, you know, they say, Oh, what a big camp. It must be, you know, a, a more of a wreck type situation. No, we're talking about, you know, Former professionals have gone to these camps, um, very high level goalkeepers on the division one national pool, you know, scale the youth level, you know, who consistently go to these camps year after year. And then there, there's got to be a reason for that. You know, we, we hope so. I mean, um, I'm just striving to, <clears throat> to hold my, uh, my hat like Todd has here with these guys. This is fantastic. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, <clears throat> I think we all want a committed goalkeeper to come in to train and work. Um, let's never, ever forget that athletes inspire coaches, inspire athletes, inspire coaches, inspire. It's a circle. And if you have to sit there, do all, all of the, um, inspiring, it can be draining. There are those athletes that inspire the hell out of you. And, you know, that's kind of what coach was alluding to there a second ago, that those that go that extra mile, you're more than happy to help with, help them in anything in life, you know? Um, just got a text today from a fellow coach, coach that Mark knows and Mike, you may have as well. I don't know if he was there. I say this cause I don't know if he was there when you were with us. Yeah. He may have started <coughs> cough, sorry, a year later, <laughs> but he just offered a full ride to, uh, one of our goalkeepers on the, on the women's side. And you know, that stuff's that, that when that, when those circles go around, it's great, you know, and coaches had all those experiences as well it's um 
That's a, that's the magic part of what we all do. You, Michael, Todd, myself, Omar, Saskia, I don't know. Well, you know, you know, speak, speaking of the of the magic, I think, you know, one of the, the best things is people giving back. And uh, I don't want to make this feel like an ad read or whatever. But uh, but Todd, I mean, you're you're such quality. I think it's important for people to know this out there is that uh, the Union Sports did just launch its first e-course. And the first person we, we thought of was Todd um, because he had done such a great job with his virtual mentor program on his own. Uh, so we got this new fully interactive e-course on the union that's available now. So you can go to this link right there to sign up for it. And if you are not on the union yet, guys, you definitely have to check it out. It's free. It's for the entire soccer community. It's pretty goalkeeper centric right now because that's where we started. But uh, but we're starting to branch out to all the different positions out there. And Todd, why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of what, what people can expect from this uh, before we kind of go to today's topic? Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm probably not the smartest you know guy in, in the world, but one of the things that I probably, the best things I probably ever did was I recorded every session I ever did. When I first went into MLS, I wrote everything down. I did every session plan. I can go back and I can tell you what I did on what day. Um, and I'm glad I did that. And I did that for a reason, because at one point I wanted to have some sort of, you know, book or video room or whatever where i could actually say okay you need xyz training session boom here it is um because i didn't see a lot of that out there i saw a lot of you know things that were here's an exercise to fix this but not a full session plan like here's 45 minutes to an hour of a goalkeeper session and progression from point a to point b um so i kind of pieced that together and and then obviously covid covid hit and um it's like, all right, well, what are we going to do? How can we, and I know Stan, during that time, I think that's when Stan and I really started to talk quite a bit and um, trying to figure out how can we help these goalkeepers that are stranded in their homes, you know, maybe doing, not doing a lot, but they want to get out. They want to do something, whether it's in their backyard or whatever. And, you know, kind of came up with this virtual program uh, and it kind of started out as uh, kind of helping mentor uh, and giving them, you know, access to some of the people like Stan that I've come across in my life, you know, other goalkeeper coaches, you know, in the league, you know, goalkeepers, you know, that uh, we're currently playing in the league, uh, strength coaches, uh, sports psychologists, you know, to, to give them a little bit of an aspect of what it's like to, to be a pro uh, and how to hopefully progress them as as a goalkeeper. Um, and, you know, now it's kind of blossomed into kind of tying that into these session plans in this, this curriculum. So now there's, there's session plans that go along with it and I'll have, uh, you know, you can video me different, you know, exercises if you're doing it in training and we can kind of go over it, all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's kind of piecing all of things that I did way back when, uh, with, with writing things down into this virtual program altogether in one. You know, and, and speaking of that, you know, I mean, first off, you know, shout out to people like Stan, you know, who did, uh, you know, shut out live, you know, during uh, during during the lockdown and everything. And, and you know, you really were able to kind of keep that community going, despite the fact that, you know, you know, your FC United players and, you know, your camp shutout regulars weren't able to really communicate with each other the way that they were used to, which was in person. But you were really keeping that virtual connection going. Todd, what I love about what you're doing with this program and shout out to the union for, for making this possible is that interactive element. You know, a lot of times Stan, you know, you'll get people who will post their sessions online and that's great. But if there's no interaction with the, with, with, with the instructor or any, any sort of way to do any sort of homework and then get feedback, 
you know, you're, it's basically a one way street and you're kind of left to your own devices and, and you don't really know you're basically self coaching yourself because you don't really know if you're going in the right direction or not. hundred percent. And, um, you know, you look at something online and <clears throat> you see, you know, a, a, a visual image of, of something that's static and it can sometimes be this, you know, and it doesn't pop off the page unless you're talking and connecting and sharing and learning <clears throat> with somebody or in a group. Um, you know, then you feel much better about it. Uh, you know, you read a book, you read a book. And, and when you, you are just kind of glancing at some images, it's tough to really get the sense and smell of what's popping off the page there. And when you can get that, and Todd has the videos that you see of him sharing <clears throat> volleys and what have you with his pro goalkeepers. Um, the great image of him, I think, diving with that, whatever that spike ball game. and Oh, the spike you know, ball. Uh, I love that shot. I love exactly. that picture. You know, <clears throat> now you're now stuff's popping off the page for you and, and you know, it makes it much more, much more livable, breathable, et cetera. And, um, you know, I, I think Todd's done a fantastic job of that. I, I can't remember my first session, my th- session from eight years ago, let alone yesterday. So <laughs> good on you, Todd. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's got a library and a a plethora of it. And I I love the fact that, you know, Todd, people can reach out to you, you know, and show you their work. Because I think that that is so important. It's one thing to say, hey, I'm doing this. And, you you know, you're taking them at face value. But are they really doing that? So the fact that they can show you their work and you can be like, honestly, and which is really honestly, you know, I mean, that's one of the things that's beneficial about taking those, you know, certifications and courses and everything like that. But not everybody can get to all those locations, you know, obviously when you're talking about the higher level certifications, you know, Todd or Stan, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a time commitment and it's a money commitment to get all the way to IMG or, you know, um, you know, you know, uh, dignity sports, you know, in, 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 uh, in LA or, or wherever they're holding them for, for either United soccer coaches or the Federation. Well, and, and one of the things that, that I really like about a course like this or, or having that interaction, and I agree with Stan 100% where it's, if it's just on a page, it doesn't pop. You don't really get that. Or if it's just, you know, you're reading something, you don't have any of that interaction. You don't really have a true understanding where I love the fact that, you know, somebody can email me a, a link on YouTube of them playing a game. Maybe they, they were, did a training exercise and now they're seeing it applied in a game and now they can sh- you know, send me that clip and we can look at it and we can kind of dissect it and have a conversation. Okay, this was your decision. Was it a good decision? Was it a bad decision? Was there a deci- something else that maybe you could have done? So with, without that interaction and that those questions that I can ask that player or that coach, it's difficult to really truly get to the bottom of things. So I love that interaction. Um, uh, I think it's, it's always fascinating. Not that anything that I'm going to say is always going to be the right answer, because I think there's so many different ways to look at things. You know, I'm going to look at something probably different than Stan's going to look at it, maybe, and the different you're going to look at it. And I think that's the beauty of, of our sport and our position. You know, there's, there's so many different ways that you can look at things. And, uh, I mean, I think that I love that interaction. 
Well, I mean, I mean, speaking of that, I think that's a great segue in today's topic, guys. And today's topic is, you know, camp collaborations, and it's going to be a big show preview as well. Plus, we're going to talk a little bit about one-on-one. Uh, although I don't have 45 minutes of video footage of the last uh, one-on-one soccer like I have of Stan. And, and shout out to Touche for, for for providing all that content. I mean, the, the, See, the legend. yourself with people smarter than you, and Suchinsky's <laughs> smarter than me. That's what I got to do. I got to follow Stan's lead and do a much better job of that. I really do. Yeah. You got to find former campers that are really into that stuff and, and, and bring them on board. Um, Stan, what do we mean by, by camp collaborations? Well, it's a, it's, it can be a tricky deal, Mike. Um, it really can, you know, you, you've really got to do a, a little bit of research and vetting before you take a deep dive. Um, I have no issue whatsoever in doing something like that with Todd. But there are plenty of other programs out there that I would be very hesitant, or I would say, I appreciate it, but I don't think this will work. Because philosophically, what we do is generally unique, how we maybe deliver the content. Um, I'm not a big believer in really hitting the ground all day, every day. And I just don't, I just don't think that that's what a goalkeeper needs. I think you have so many, so many hits to the floor, just like a a running back has so many, so many tackles in their body. Um, The game is, it calls for the ball at the boot and so many other things that I'll spend more time on that. So if others want to go the other route, then, you know, maybe that's a, a time to go, you know, not so much. I don't, I don't necessarily think that, that this would be good. Um, you know, there are certain, for instance, it, it's a little bit different, but there are certain brands when, when that brand wants to work with you, their motives are different. You know, they just want the database and you're like, you know, I, I'm, I'm more interested in helping the goalkeeper and, you know, than necessarily turning it over to you and then not something over to you, anybody, whether you have 20 kids or 200 kids, whatever, it doesn't matter. But it's the same thing when you work <clears throat> when you're working with somebody. You know, when we do our road shows, John Clark, fantastic dude. The ego just isn't there. He wants to help. Eric Weiberg just wants to help. You know, these are not things where you know. Again, full disclosure type stuff. This is not me all of a sudden finding somebody who might have a a lesser personality, and I go in and we go, oh, we're doing eighty twenty then, if with all profits and everything. These are 50-50 ventures. Just go in and let's let's make it work. And then split everything at the end. Hire the right people, do the right thing, and just go. And so when those things happen, Sean Phillips in Chicago and um, Jameson in, in Madison, it, it, it's fantastic. And other people have asked, and we'll maybe do them at some point. There's only so much time in the, in the year to do. Um, if Todd were to ask, it'd be something where I'd go, Hell yeah, you know, and and I would hope vice versa because you just know the quality, you know what you're gonna you're gonna get, you know even if there might be a a a, a point where there's some pretty heavy discussion, there'll be some 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 fair discussion, and and not you know a, a real big ego coming into the room and. I hope I'm not looked at that way. If this conversation was had without me here and someone else talking and whatever and saying, I hope that they would never say. Well, that. I mean, you'd be tuning in, so probably you'd probably keep our mouth I shut. Be but, you know. in, you know that. 
Hey guys. Um, <laughs> but you know, I just, I just think it's, um, I think it's a big deal, but it's, it, it's not the, it's not the most massive deal in the sense that you can, you can get through a, a vetting pretty quick to find out who you really want to work with and what their motives are. Yeah. So Mike, I'm, I'm going to give you a big scoop here. Okay. So because Stan has asked me to ask, so Stan, when are we going to collaborate here in the, in the East coast and do oh, a exactly. shout out in one-on-one goalkeeping? Yes. Let's so, do it in 23. So there you go. So there, that's, that's the start of it right now. We're going to do something together. So it's this is the whole, the whole reason that Stan agreed to be on this podcast today. For that reason, that reason exactly. right there. So inside the 18 got the scoop. That well, makes I, my, my teeth seem whiter. I, I do want, I do want to ask you this, you know, Todd, in regards to from a, the camp collaborations thing and, and, and Stan saying about not always seeing to eye to eye and how that's actually healthy in a collaboration when you're, when you're going to work with somebody that if it's all just, they just agreeing with you that that actually might be a difficult path too. Yeah. I don't think in anything in life, you want somebody just to always say yes, every time you have a conversation and you agree on everything. I think it's very healthy to have discussions and open dialogue. And there's been many people along the way. And I'm sure if Stan and I were to talk about certain elements of goalkeeping, I'm sure we would probably disagree or but we would have a healthy conversation about it on, on whatever aspect that is. Uh, and then I think it's okay to, to have that. I think you need that dialogue. I, I, I mean, I don't think I've ever been in a pro office with a coaching staff where everybody's always agreed. You know, I think that's, that's part of the fun. That's part of the, you know, trying to figure out what's going to be the right process uh, is to get everybody's opinions, lay them out on the table, and then try to figure out, okay, how are we going to attack this? as a group, as a team, as a staff, or whatever, and portray the right message, portray the right tactics, portray the right, whatever the case may be, that I think is just a healthy way to live your life. Um, you know, I would never want to be in a situation in any part of my life where everybody's saying yes all the time. <laughs> but I, I think that, but I think sometimes, you know, Todd, when you have a, a situation, you know, like, like Stan, where, you know, it, it, it's, it's, you know, the big show and it's, and it's, you know, a, a young coach comes in and, and they're scared, I think, you know, and Stan, I mean, I, I might be paraphrasing here, but, you know, they might be intimidated in being like bringing their own spin to something or, you know, you know, or new wrinkle, you know, because they're worried about what you'll think about it as opposed to challenging, you know, the narrative so that everyone's growing. Yeah, I guess a couple thoughts to that is. One, you know, let's say, let's say I'm running an event and Todd comes in. Who, who am I to, to, you know, a tell Todd anything? The guy's the, the consummate pro. So that's first and foremost. Uh, that's that's like out of the shoot how I'm looking at it. Past that, you know, if if let's say we're at the big show and I'm riding around on the golf cart, I'm more interested in looking at the goalkeepers and seeing, you know, a little bit of structure of what's happening, but more so their performance than I am really looking at the, the coach and what they're doing. Um, certainly that would be more of a younger coach that I would look in that regard at, at you know, how they're doing, et cetera. Um, somebody that's, you know, well-seasoned and more experienced than everything else. I, you know, I, we're going to have a, dis- a discussion. When Sarkey and I met, for instance, and I really enjoy Sarkey because he, 
he shares goalkeeping. He didn't come in and, and, and act like he owned goalkeeping. And I've been around enough of those knuckleheads. So when Sarkey came in, we had some, some banter. And it was started off as real positive banter. And then we had a big challenge in, in the nines in Portland when we were there for the simple invitation when we were talking about near post coverage. And he felt the goalkeeper needed to be on the post at a near post when, you know, depending where the ball was in this situation, I thought they could be off the post. And he was very adamant, you know, and um, in, his, in his Serbian adamancy. <laughs> and uh, we had a we had a pretty healthy discussion in the room. And um, in that particular case, he saw what I was saying. In other times that we talked, I saw what he was saying. And but it, it was always healthy. It was always good. It wasn't one-upsmanship, you know. And um, and this is a guy who was a world champion. So I went into the mindset of, I'm just going to try to learn as much as I can from him. And um, so fortunately, he'll be he'll be back with us. And again, you just try to get yourself around people that are uh, fantastic at their craft, and you don't have to do a lot of management with them. For us, you teach the topic. You don't teach Stan Anderson's way or camp shutout way. So when Tabu was with us, it was diving, teach diving. However you want to teach, teach diving. Extension yeah. diving, teach extension diving. Distribution, teach distribution. And I think with, with what just Stan just said there, I agree 100% where, and that's one of the things that I looked forward to last year. And I look forward to again next week with my staff. You know, we, we bring in people that we know and trust and, and we don't have to worry about them. But I'll go around next week because I'm not going to be on every, in every session. I'm going to kind of be going from group to group to group to group, kind of like what Stan does at, at Camp Shutout. And I look forward to learning from my staff, you know, and that was something that I really looked forward to last year when I went to Camp Shutout was being introduced to different people, you know, people that I'd never met before, but people that obviously have a good pedigree in the position and do things a certain way that that I can learn from. And I think once you start stopping to learn, that's the problem. You know, there is no big, you know, wizard that's out there. And all of a sudden you get the get to wear the wizard's hat. No, it's constantly evolving. And there's there's so many different ways to, to train the position. And I think for myself, I'm always looking to learn. I'm always looking to, you know, I, I know you Yuta was on here and probably still on. I'm watching you. I mean, I've told this to you. I watch his, his Instagram and, and Twitter accounts all the time, uh, as well as so many other people that are, that are on social media or on YouTube or whatever, because I want to see what other people are doing to stay fresh, to stay energized. And there might, there's a lot of things out there that I go, Oh, I don't know if I'd ever use that. Or I don't really like that way, but there's usually something that I'll take and it might be a word. It might be a little, activation, little exercise, something that I can always say, you know what, I can use that, but I'm going to do it my way and I'll instill it in, in this type of environment. So I think that learning is, is huge. And I, I really, really, truly look forward to that next week in my program. Um, I, I want to say this right now, you know, Todd, I, I love one of the things that you just said right there and, and Stan kind of, kind of bringing back to that about, you know, the showing, you know, different learning, different things from different people and sharing those resources, I think personally, and I don't know how you feel, but if, if camp shutout looks the same in 2022, as it did in 2009, then there's a problem, right? 
hundred percent, without a doubt. And, and, and we have a lot of the same people. I mean, Caitlin Kelly is celebrating her 20th year. Uh, Joe Zimko will be with us for a long time. Dougie, Dadian. They've evolved. They do things their way. And so it's been outstanding. All right. Um, in that regard, Joe is much more interested in, in being kind of a, uh, a ha- having a good time and fun, et cetera, <laughs> excuse me, than he is interested in um, grading the kids and keeping a straight face and not enjoying the process, just more, more having it be instructor learner. And he's an educator. But he, he's fantastic at, at how he approaches it. And I, I look at that and go, okay, his brain works his way. He's one of the most, like the brightest guys and the most goofiest guys around. He's the guy's a, a nut, you know. But he's fantastic in how he connects, what he's able to do. It's ridiculous. Caitlin is much more stoic and laughing all the time and whatever. And I could go through the through the staff and you know, Dougie tries to keep it straight laced. Um, and, and he, you know, he, he knows his strengths. We do need to, we all need to evolve. And so, you know, the game, for instance, Todd's a young guy. So I'm the, I'm the, the older guy in the sense that I used to be able to pick up the back pass a thousand times a game. If I wanted, he obviously can't do that anymore. And so you have, <clears throat> you have to evolve. And so we did. And, and, you know, a lot more, of our, of our time is spent on distribution and playing out of the back just has to be, you know, and I'm just sharing a little bit of the, the kind of the moments here from camp shutout. So before the show started, uh, Stan, we were playing a, a whole little highlight reel, uh, you know, that Tusha put it put together of, of camp shutout. I think it was a five days, uh, of a big show. And, uh, I mean, as you guys are all seeing kind of right here and, and Todd's, I'm sure your environment's very similar in the regards to the fact is like the number of people and look at that the slip and slide right there you know that's that's a very basic goalkeeping activity right there uh we exactly. all exactly. <laughs> we all we all do that but but i love what you said there stan in regards to in regards to joe because you know todd when you're looking to bring in staff it's not necessarily to bring in somebody that is already got something that you already have at the camp it's about bringing somebody in to bring something different to the camp than you already have yeah, and I think a lot of that's personality. You know, you, you have to have personalities. You know, the last thing that I want to have a, one of our staff members is somebody that just is either there to just to collect a paycheck, all right, or can't communicate or doesn't want to communicate to players not only on the field but off the field because that's a huge piece. You know, we're all human. And that for, for me and my program, that's – and I know Stan's the same way – we want that that connection. We want we want to bring in people that are going to bring in a different personality and have a different way to connect with the individual players. Um, and and some of that's youth. I mean, I'm 50 years old. You know, the way I go about my business and stands the same way. You know, we're that older generation. I want to have some of that new energy, energized that youth, the people that are heavily involved in social media. Because uh, one, I want to learn. I want to learn what that is and how that that is, but they bring in a whole new energized feel to the program. Uh, and those are the types and I, I want a lot of those different types of personalities, you know, engaging, uh, so to speak in, in our program. And I know Stan's exactly the same way because I, I saw it firsthand. Yeah. 
you know, I want to I want to talk about this, you know, Stan, you know, you were talking about the joy that Joe was bringing and, you know, the way that he does it. I think, you know, one of the biggest problems that that, that a coach can make is when they go into an environment like a camp uh, and they they try to be like the camp as opposed to be themselves. So they go, oh, this is what camp shutouts all about or one on one soccer is all about. So I have to I have to be a Todd Hofford or I have to be a Stan Anderson. And then you go, that's not why I hired you and brought you here, right? I brought you here because you're Joe Zimka. That's why I brought you here. Right, right. It's it's so true, you know. To go to go back real quick, Kitchell and I fought often about various things. And you know, but we always knew that we we cared for each other and and we would look out for each other. I mean, he he worked with me. I wouldn't say he worked for me. Um I think that's a, a big difference as well. And I, I hope that our collaboration at our programming is working with, you know, at, at the end of the day, it, it's, um, that's, it's, it's massively important that whoever you do bring in, they are just going to be themselves, 100% themselves. And yeah, you, you don't need, um, you don't need Joe to be KK. You don't need, Dadian to be Kitchell or Kitchell to be Dadian. When Todd came in, be be yourself. What I hope to do when we do bring somebody in this year, Cody Lorendi joins us. And I I want Cody to be himself because it can be a little intimidating. You know, I if I went to Todd's next year and met all his staff, I know for a fact that I'm not the best at reach, you know, getting into that group and being being right away kind of that guy, I kind of sense it out and smell it out, if you will, not out of any disrespect because I just don't know everybody yet. Todd and I got to know each other via phone calls and Zoom calls and everything else and similar to Sarkey. At the end of the day, I think that that, that process is big, but people just need to <clears throat> be themselves. And I expect Cody will be the same. He's got kind of that larger than life mentality. And so, I hope that that's all he does and how he does it and not anything, anything different. And no one's going to, if anybody does judge him or gauge him or whatever, I'll say, get the out of the room, you know, because that's just not, it's not how it works, man. It's just not how it works. And by the way, I just want to give a shout out to Cody Lorendi because, you know, for those of you guys out there who may be from watching around the world who might not be familiar with Cody, he had a, a very, very solid professional career uh, here in the United States. Uh, I believe he was a Puerto Rico international as well, too. Um, so shout, shout out to him and, and, and what he's giving back now. Uh, off the field is just absolutely fantastic because whether it's as a coach or um, as in helping, you know, uh, find, uh, you know, playing opportunities for other players out there. I think it's just really phenomenal. And, and, and you guys should really look into his story because of some of the struggles he had uh, with, with, with the, with the mental health aspect because of a lot of the physical, uh, issues that he had throughout his career. So what a resource to have at camp for, especially a lot of these older goalkeepers getting ready for, you know, the, the high level collegiate career or, or, or young professional career. One real quick thing in that regard this year, Todd would have been great at this. Michael, you would have been fantastic in either, either one of these is we're taking a, 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 an afternoon off the fields going into the classroom and whether it be life after football and say, Michael, you and Zimka talking about your life after, after football, life as a pro, 
Todd would have been there with Charlie Lyon and and uh, maybe Cody. You know, there's going to be we have a nutrition and we have some staff assistants that's 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 what they're studying. So you can go to four different four different rooms over a two hour period for 25 minutes each, and get four different topics. You choose; doesn't matter wherever you want to go. Um, and it's going to be our our classroom, our live classroom, if you will. Welcome back to the live classroom. But I just wanted to drop that in there real quick because that's something that guys like yourself would have been fantastic at, and it doesn't need to be on the field. And and that's that I think is something where and we do the same exact thing. And I think that is so important for these young players to not just get the technical stuff or the situational stuff on the field, but the tactical pieces, the outside the game, whether it's talking as simple enough as talking about communication and how to communicate, you know, in that kind of classroom element, that's, that's part of that goalkeeper experience. And I think that is so massively important and something that a lot of these young goalkeepers are missing from their clubs, their high schools and things like that. And they're just not getting it. Um, So for us to be able to provide even just a little glimpse into that kind of thing or what it's like to be, Life as a pro, uh, I think, really begins to shape a lot of these young goalkeepers and their dreams and aspirations and just general knowledge, uh, you know, in all aspects of goalkeeping, not just how to catch a ball or how to dive, but in so many other different things and trying to hit. And, and, and I think, you know, you know, Todd, you, you had in your little thing right over here. And if I if I put this back up right here, um, if we can all see it right here, you know, what you do, what does making training real really mean? And, and, and I love, I love that because in regards to a real environment, you know, Stan, how many young players, you know, th- that have come through the youth system, they've literally never been in a film room until they get to college yeah. and they, they don't know, they don't know how to, how to handle that experience and how to get the most out of it because all they've done is train, 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 train on the field with no real, with no real time to delve back because you know sometimes getting feedback in the moment is is very difficult as opposed to taking some time and watching it after the fact sure it's an area that i need to be better at for sure you know i in many of the collegiate and mls environments you have somebody cutting those moments and interactions for you and it's a hell of a lot easier to be able to take that link and go okay boom and see them all as opposed to watching seven games 90 minute games for the GA level and, you know, trying to find the moments and it's, it's fantastic when they can. Uh, That's a huge part of their development to, to be hearing the fact that, Hey, you know, 50% or more of the goals that are going to be scored on you are coming from set pieces, either that or or second phase of the set piece. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. And then you look at a three, one game and, you know, after that game, you realize Three of those goals in the game came from set pieces, you know, and then you, you get a little bit more buy-in um, realizing that the, the distribution, it was in the graphic there that mo- <clears throat> most of the game is spent with the ball at your boot or in some level of distribution. There it is, you know, green distribution, 64%. I mean, you know, that's yet, 21% of that stands a goal kick. So you add those two together and that's 85% is at the ball at your foot. There you go. There you go, you know, and talk about evolving. That wasn't the case for me when I was uh, when I was young. And there's plenty of people that you know still today, and we've all heard it, all three of us. Anybody listening, 
you know, just keep the ball out of the net. That, that, that's what I'm looking for. Just give me the give me the, the goalkeeper that's going to keep the ball. That's the one I want. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I'll just I'll construct that six seven mountain for you that moves like Kevin Durant, and I'll, I'll have them here tomorrow. And I just it's so um, it's so silly in many ways. And you know, you're trying to develop somebody to develop them and get them better, et cetera, not just stand there and go to keep a ball out of the net. Um, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But that's where we are, and you know, I think it happens worldwide. But but I I think you know one of the one of the things there is that it's very difficult, especially in a youth environment, for players to understand how and, and Todd, you know, throwing this up back up here to the before the save, how important that moment before is because all they all they see, especially on television, a lot of times when it comes to highlights, is the final action. And 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 how rarely do we ever see the buildup? And obviously, you know, it's for television and editing, and they only have so much time. And what are they going to do? Show, for, you know, for, you know, twenty-five minutes of build-up play before it gets to the final action. But it's so important for us, even in a camp environment, for kids to start recognizing how starting position, moving out of possession, in possession determines that i mean look I, I'll, I'll be honest with you like when i was growing up and i was going to camps there was no in possession to out of possession transition it was all it was all either an out of possession action or if it was an in possession action it was a very simple in possession action bowl the ball out throw out you know long goal kick long punt those sorts of things but we never in a camp environment ever worked on Losing the ball and then quickly transitioning to, you know, being being at, you know, being in position for that for that shot or or the or vice versa. Um, and Stan, that's something that you know that I've been seeing now in the camps with these younger coaches coming in. And I'm not not being derogatory towards older coaches, but they've grown up in that environment, so that's what they're sharing with the kids because that's what they're dealing with right now in college playing right now, or they just quickly just or just recently finished playing. Sure, and I think it's great when you getting younger coaches involved is massive. Um, you know, one of the, one of the benefits of having a high line, for instance, and playing higher and being one of 11, as opposed to the guy hanging out uh, near the panel or maybe even inside, inside the goalkeeper box is when you lose the ball and, and you're, you're, it's an out of possession moment. Now, as we talk about that topic, there there's only, two out of three areas that they can attack you if you have a high line because they're generally not going to go up the middle right where you are. So now they only really have options to, to go wide over the top. Maybe they'll split the seam. But you know something as simple as that really turns into a tactical decision, not just, oh, I'm there because it's sexy or oh, I'm there because the coach said to be there. You're there because you're actually now – preventing as as i took from todd last year you're preventing an, <clears throat> an opportunity before it becomes an opportunity and so you're problem solving beforehand and yes young young coaches are bringing even more and more and more of that in and you know that's where you 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 get uh, you know a clown like kitchell who's young and in phoenix and doing a great job you know he's somebody that's like immersed you know i mean that that's that's his that's his dizzle is GK all day, every day. And, you know, that's the type of stuff that he, that he delivers Jackie Portingo with him as well. Um, they, they do, they do quality, quality stuff like that. And those moments are, are massive moments and look at, 
people would love, any coach would love to be at the position that Todd was able to get to and, and work at that level where you are then going over video and sitting in a room. And, you know, I, I think, and I, I've been there for a short period of time, you, you, you look for a second every once in a while and you pinch yourself like, shoot, man, I'm, we're working right now with some of the best of the best. You know, we're going to we're going to be going against some of the best this weekend, you know, that are recognized maybe maybe globally in some cases, but certainly across our fine land. And that's that that's when it's uh, that's when it gets to a different level of exciting as well. Absolutely. I want to I want to shift gears a little bit right here and I want to show because I think one of the things that we need to recognize when it comes to a camp environment is that we need to be able to make sure that the players, the young players, I didn't want to call them kids, the young, young goalkeepers, you know, don't burn out the first couple days. And, and, and Stan, I think you guys do a, a really good job in regards to, and Todd, I know you do too. I just happen to have Stan's itinerary right here. Uh, and I, I want to kind of share this here and everything in regards to how you don't burn them out day one, day two, you, you try to balance everything out. So Stan, why don't you kind of walk us through kind of the method to the madness of, of, of the big show and how, how you do everything. Sure. I mean, if we were to look at this day right here, you're basically leaving three till five available for your registration and what have you, you know, um, getting everybody sorted, getting them through, having them make sure that they've got their hotel room and everything else. Then we get out and we do our, our demo and our eval. And if Todd remembers and Michael, I know you were there as well, that Dougie does a great job with that. Um, make sure that we can get enough kids through over a, 90 minute window is really not meant much coaching that night. It's an eval, just like when kids go to a, an ID camp, you know, they, they think they're going to be coached for 12 hours. They're going to be ID'd, you know, and, and our first night where, Hey, your job is to come in and have a larger than life personality and show that you're, you're the business. And so that happens in that window of evaluation. And um, our staff demo, we do that on purpose that night. So, Kids can see that, you know, the people that are going to help you this week can do it, first of all. You know, not everybody has to. We all we all get to a point where we can't do it anymore. But those that can, the expectations you show, you know, a, a high work rate that you what you're going to do every day at, in your club or, or, your, or your college. So that's the staff demo. And then our kids basically are, are ID'd. Once we get into, you know, the, 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 the lights out or, or, you know, that's a little early on, on, the, on the Sunday, it's technically 1030, they'll come back on that first night and it, they'll have about three, three and a half hours to acclimate, get to know one another, sit in the hallway, um, sit in the convention center, whatever, you know, and, and get amongst it, just kind of mix around shop over at Joe's place uh, with some shirts, whatever it is they want to do, understanding that come Monday, you're going to have about, you know, four to six hours of training. It depends if you want to include the activation and the warm up and our cool downs and everything. At the end of the day, that's what's going to happen. And, you know, the encouragement is, all right, after 1030, you rest, you recover. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we go seven tenths of a mile back to a hotel because they don't want to go back out on the field in that break <laughs> and train more, which is so unnecessary and, and, and wrong. Rest and recover. 
And then, you know, we get into afternoons, we get into to evenings, we get into a pattern, and then we start getting into games at the end of the week. And, you know, slowly but surely, we 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 mix our technical early. Nothing different than, you know, what, what Todd would do. And then you add the tactical later. And, you know, people wonder how we can do that without any field players. Um, and we can do it in many different ways, probably a thousand ways. You know, we... We don't make the game and they don't make the game. I think forwards can make the game. We save the game, support the game, but we can play plenty of, 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 of games or game-like situations that are going to put us into tough spots. Um, we can strike a ball. So uh, at the end of the day, it's, uh, we, don't, we don't have to, to have them to get out of, of them and out of us what we need in order to have a, a vibrant learning experience. You, you know, you know, one one thing, Stan, that I, I want to bring up right here with with Todd right here, and I'm sure you know Todd's going to uh, completely contradict everything you just said in regards to your itinerary, uh, right over here. And and Todd, I, I actually I, I don't know how you feel about this, but what I liked about Camp Shutout, and 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 I haven't been to one on one yet, so I can't speak for one on one yet, is the fact is that the majority of the coaching takes place kind of during the meat of the the week. Um, and, and like, like Stan said at the beginning, it's more of an acclimation period. Then it's the meat of the coaching. And then once, once we're getting towards the end of end, end of the sessions, you know, the coaching kind of goes away and it's more about the experience of actually the game, the game, the game, because it's basically, in my opinion, all that knowledge you got for those first, th those do those days during the meat of the week. Let's see how you can apply that. Yeah, and I think that's the essence of coaching. I mean, that's, I think, what we're, whether you're in a camp environment, whether you're within a team environment in the youth level or in the pro game, that's ultimately what it's always going to be. You know, it's going to be that, that technical aspect, getting it into a situational or a functional activity. And then where does it apply in the game? You know, and, and how do you bring that out of it? So I think that's the way it should be. I think gone are the days where it's, Okay, here's diving, for example, and we're just going to just dive and dive and dive and repetition and repetition. Of, of, and I think, yes, you need an element of that, but you've got to be able – kids are savvy these days, and they understand, and they're getting exposed to a lot more different things, uh, whether it's on YouTube or, or whatever, and they're seeing a lot of things, that you've got to be able to adapt and take that technical piece and show and describe where that is functionally within the game, put it on an exercise – and then have that game realistic type of experience. Uh, and I think that's what Stan does a really, really great job of kind of front loading a little bit of that, that technical side. Or, and then it builds to the point where they're playing a lot of games, whether it's goalie wars and say what you want about goalie wars. We all love it. It's not a real game, you know, a soccer game, 11 v 11, but there's so many elements within the game that are in that specific game, you know, decisions, distribution, shot stopping, it's a little microcosm of the big 11 v 11 game. Yeah. Uh, and there's so many different activities that you can build off of that. Um, and we do the kind of the same sort of thing. And, and the one, one thing that we, I think do a really good job is yes, we have just like Stan where, you know, you, you know, you want to, you want to cover X, Y, and Z on a Monday, you want to cover X, Y, and Z on Tuesday, but we're very free flowing, you know, weather plays into it. If we might say we want to do, uh, you know, a diving day on Tuesday morning and we walk out Tuesday morning and it's 105 degrees, 100 percent humidity. The last thing those kids want to be doing is getting up and getting down, getting up and getting down. 
Uh, we'll, we'll we basically try to look at the kids, evaluate the kids. Where are That's they? Why you got to do a one on one in California. You won't have to deal with that. That's the, the weather's literally the same every day. So. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> we don't have San, the San Diego climate here. So, uh, San Diego. But you know, I always look the week I'm going camp. All right, what day is it going to rain? And hopefully there's a day that's going to rain because that's the day I want to do breakaways, uh, one-on-ones and things like that. And it, all of a sudden you might see a rainstorm coming in the afternoon. Guys, we're switching gears. We're not doing this session. We're doing this one. We're, and, but I think you've got to have that kind of free-flowing read on all the players because they might all of a sudden on, on day two be just physically and mentally spent. You know, And you've got to have that ability to uh, tap into that, switch gears – without them ever really even knowing, you know, speaking, speaking, speaking of that, Todd, I I, want to ask Stan here, you know, because of, you know, you're talking about free flowing and changing things up. You know, a lot of people are unfamiliar with the fact that, you know, there are different groups at camp shutout, but it's not just different groups. There's also different ages as well too. Um, And I think one of the, one of the difficulties I've seen in a lot of camps is that the curriculum is geared very much towards the advanced goalkeeper at the top. And they're just, and they just use the same curriculum for the little guys. Now I know you try to do a really good job in regards to finding the right coaches for working with those little ones so that the environment matches the demands that they're dealing with at home. Yeah. And there's a little bit of magic there. Not that we've brought up anybody does it, but I think there's a little bit of magic in the sense that if you can, if, you know, I understand that we, we have a large amount of goalkeepers and I, and I'm very understanding of it and I'm humbled by that. I appreciate it. I will never take that for granted. If we're going to bring somebody in most of the time, our thought process is, can you work with the advanced goalkeeper? Can you also work with the youth goalkeeper? You know, our numbers right now this year in our youth Academy are about a hundred kids that are ages 10 to 13. Now that's a, a big number for a kid who's 10 to 13 years old because that's not a huge demographic age-wise of kids that have committed to goalkeeping. And then the 250 on top of that are the older goalkeepers. So a guy like Dougie, look, Dougie's the, the rarity for me. Dougie wants to work and does a good job with the older advanced, usually further along goalkeeper. Dougie's been with me a long time. I understand Dougie's strengths and, and, and weaknesses. We all have them. At the end of the day, that's where Dougie does best. Dougie will spend his, his, his time there. Um, Tony, my son, uh, I guess right there, he, you know, he's 24 years old, and he's going to be with the youth. He, he was with the youth his entire career. He'll be with, with other groups as well, but he'll be with the youth this year. You have to have that person that can do both. We do separate our curriculum from our youngsters into our olders. I think the biggest challenge we have is not the kids per se sometimes, but, and, and Todd, maybe you can speak to this as well, uh, the, the mom or dad that is disappointed that their 13-year-old who's going into eighth grade who should be in our youth academy, you know, they, they should be in the advanced. I mean, they, they play with advanced all the time, and they're better. And, and I'm sitting there going – you know, Marissa Bova was with us all the way through the youth, and my own son was all the way through the youth. And buckle fractures are a real deal, and concussions going down the wrong way are a real deal. And the pace of the shot coming at you and hitting you in the chest 
versus, you know, somebody that's your age. It's a real deal. And so, you know, we, we are pretty firm on that. Fred Emmings came to us at 14 years old. Fortunately, Fred was entering into freshman year in high school because he signed a contract six months later or whatever it was with Minnesota, you know, at a ridiculously young age. So, you know, someone like that was fortunately going to be in advance. But it, it is a different, uh, it's a different animal. And what we do that, um, something that I haven't seen a lot of people do is we move kids up and down throughout the week. If you're good enough, off you go. If you're not good enough or you're struggling, down you go. You know, there's not the roommate, I'm training with my roommate, or that's my teammate, I need to train with my teammate, or that's my friend, I need to train with my friend. You know, Todd wants to drop Andrew Putna. What, what, you know, dad's going to call? Uh, you drop Andrew Putin. I love Andrew. Right? So that's why I say it. He drops Andrew Putin. Drops I know. Andrew I was Putin. like, I was like, what? Jeez. It was like, it was like this information that I didn't. Well, he's up there somewhere, Putin. Um, <laughs> but at the, at the end of the day, I mean, that's just they, they need they need to face this as they go as they go further along. And I would want my son or daughter to have Cody Lorendi tell them, you know, look, you need to be better at this, and you do better than this, better than what you're doing today. You do that tomorrow. Hey, maybe maybe Eric Klonofsky sends you up. Maybe Joe Zimka sends you up. Maybe Caitlin Kelly sends you up or whoever. You know, I I would hope and pray that you take words from people like that. Todd Holford has me going up to the top group. If I were a kid at 15 years old and Todd Holford told me I'm going up, shit, great, you know, versus, well, my mom said I should go up. I, I think you just brought up a really good point right there, Stan, in regards to, I mean, the whole reason that the parents and I'm speaking to parents right now, the whole reason you're sending, you know, your, your, your son or daughter, you know, to an environment like this, Todd, is because you want your son or daughter to get real feedback, honest feedback and, and be exposed to different different goalkeepers from different areas, different coaches from different areas. And, and, and maybe, maybe it bursts their bubble a little bit, but you know, if you ultimately want the best for your son or daughter, they need to know really where they stand. I agree with that. And it was one of the things that when I went to camp shut out that I truly loved about the going up and going down, because I'm a firm believer in the same thing. Our programs do the exact same. And it could be five minutes into a, one of our sessions. It could be the last five minutes. If a goalkeeper is not quite performing, we're pushing them up or pushing them down. It, it's because that's what's going to happen to them. Uh, and I think the goalkeepers or people in general that always struggle are the ones that are always being told how great they are. Uh, you need to have a little bit of that. You know what? You, here's some adversity. Because uh, I know – and I know Stan's been in these environments, whether you're in the pro game or with your with the regional staffs or the national team staffs that we've been involved in. You're going to test kids because you want to see the reaction. You want to see, OK, I'm going to put you in that group over there, whether it's a higher group or a lower group. I might just want to say, I want to see what that kid's made of. Are, what are they going to do? How are they going to react if I put them in a lower group? Are they going to pout? Are they going to go, you know what, I'm going to prove them wrong. And then, and that, but that's, that's kind of that testing that you want to see from a kid. All right. What are they going to get? Cause that, that might be a trigger for them. They get, you know what? I don't want to go back down there. I know now I've got to push and push and push because I want to go there. 
I want to be in that group up there. So if you never put them in that environment, they're just going to kind of coast along and think they're just, you know, they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh, but you, you, in my opinion, you want to, and, and some of these kids might not ever be that person. They might be able, and they might be just, well, that's fine. You know, and they might be content with going down and be happy being with their friends. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But we want to try to, you know, see and, and test a little bit. Is that player going to push himself to get somewhere else? Can we motivate them a little bit? Can we push the buttons a little bit that maybe now we get that player to a level that maybe they didn't even know that they could get to? Just and, and I, we, we put them in a different group. And, and I think, you know, Todd, you know, you, you bringing up something really important right there. And, and Stan, I never even thought about this before, but I think as a parent out there, you need to know the why of why your child wants to attend the camp. Yeah. Why the what 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 is the why? Is it because they want to hang out with their friends? Is it because they want to meet goalkeepers from around the world? Is it is it because they want to uh, uh you know uh showcase themselves to to coaches that are working there that may, may be in the collegiate environment you know or 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 what and get honest feedback like what is what is your why? Because yeah. if you know your why, you're going to get the best out of your experience. It's massively important, and if you can remember that for a second, because I want to touch on what Todd mentioned real quick, we. With Marissa Bova in her last year, Marissa Bova was like a, a unicorn. I mean, here is a 6'1", extremely athletic, fit, agile, phenomenal goalkeeper that was in our top group when we dropped her down to group three. And it was like, you know, this is a girl that, that like, soft, like a month into her sophomore year had committed to Purdue. So she was like Purdue's property for like six and a half years or something. I don't know, um, if not more. And so – you know, and she was fantastic. And we have a relationship to this day, even though we dropped her uh, in her final year with us because she just wasn't getting it, it done. And, and she's golden. And our relationship is golden. And then Matt Pizdrowski, to what Todd just said, we we, we were contemplating uh, recruiting uh, Piz, the athletic. He's a friend of the program as well. And um, I put him in particular, it was me that put him, with four kids that were really struggling in a team keeper wars situation to see how Piz would do. Would he lead them or would he end up, you know, kind of casting them off to the side and trying to do everything himself? So we put him in that situation and he was an unbelievable leader. I think it's important that the kid knows their why. I think, you know, moms and dad, it's moms and dads, it's important as well. My own, my own son, Tank. It, it he now knows his why why he why he wants to go and play at the next level he's a field player um we're doing a dna test regarding to see if he's actually mine but he is a field <laughs> player and um he he is somebody that that now knows what he wants and and that was important for him to discover you know i me being in the game i can't hammer that into him um all of a sudden he was trained 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 and lost weight lost weight lost weight and wanted, wanted, wanted. And now he's in a situation that hopefully he may be playing at the next level. We'll see. Um, and we're talking at 22. He's, a, he's, a, he's an already graduated kid. But the kid needs to know their why. I, I think that's that's massively important. And, you know, I do think, I, I, I hate to say it, but I do think some parents, they lose that. They think it's their why. Or, or you know, it's more important for them. And 
while that might be, you know, like trendy to say or whatever, I really do sometimes think parents just need to step back and go, what is it that you want? There's a family. I don't want to embarrass them, so I won't say their name. Their family is golden as it relates to how their kid has managed their career. That, that, I won't even say if it's male or female, but that person has managed their career since they were 14 years old or younger in an absolutely golden way that they've let the kid do it. And it has been a fantastic journey. And uh, when that happens, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. You can still have the relationship, mom, dad, but the kid is in charge. And that's, that's great when you can have that conversation of somebody comes up to Michael, somebody comes up to Todd and has that conversation after training that is like one-on-one and it's, mature and, and they develop that they don't just get that at 18 they develop that and that's huge yeah well and, and i think on top of that as well is i think and and i'm two of us on this call are parents um hopefully michael you'll have that that luxury <laughs> at some point down the road but i think that understanding that it's okay for your child to fail and I think I, I, I encourage my kids to fail. Not that I want them to be failures. That's not what I'm saying. But I think we learn and grow as people when we fail because we figure out pretty quickly to sink or swim, you know, and, and that fight or flight, you know, how am I going to react? And I think it's very, very healthy for in these camp environments or whether in a team environment, whatever, to have your son or daughter fail a little bit or be in a pretty uncomfortable situation. You know, uh, I think that that's huge for us as parents to be able to allow our children to do that and grow, uh, as well as you're never entitled to everything. Just because you want to be in another group, just because you want to be a pro player, doesn't entitle you to be in another group or to be a, you have to earn it. And, and that's one thing that, that I'm always trying to instill and in conversations that I know I'll have next week, you know, with, with parents when, you know, I'll, I'm sure I'll get a phone call or an email. I, my son needs to be in this group or my daughter needs to be in this group. Okay. Yeah. Well, when they show us they've earned it, we will reward it. And I, I truly am a believer in that. I'm not, I don't want to name any names, but I've recently in the last few years dealt with a young goalkeeper that was coddled and told how great he was and, I tried to explain that we needed to, you know, be a little bit firmer on him. And now he's in a situation where he's stuck uh, and he keeps harming himself uh, in many, many different ways because he feels he should be treated one way. In reality, he should be in another uh, because he's not as good as he thinks he is or wants to be. Well, you've got to show it. You've got to earn it. You've got to be a good pro. you got to kind of go through the, the grunt work, so to speak, uh, and get to those points because you've earned it, not just because somebody's handed it to you. Because I think at the end of the day, when we all want to be rewarded, it's a lot more rewarding rewarding to ourselves when you know you truly earned it than somebody gave it to you. Yeah. You know, the other side of coaching, and, and I don't mean to interrupt, Michael, but that that both of all three of us here, both of us, um, both of you two and myself, that isn't really talked about much is you know, kind of what Todd was alluding to. But for me, my, my approach to a scenario like, like Coach just mentioned is that I'm going to go with that for like a, 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 an instance or two, and then I'm done. 
you know, that relationship then is done. It's severed. And that's not, again, that's not a sexy thing that happens in coaching. But you get to a point where you realize that just fundamentally, this ain't going to work. All right. This is, there's too much time and energy and everything else spent on this that other people are going to lose out on some of that time or energy. And, you know, it, you don't just walk away from it after one, after one instance, but when it happens again and again, and I've been in that situation, not as high profile as, as coach, but at the end of the day, I then, I, I then go, okay, we're done, you know, and, and, and it's pretty much irreparable at that point, but you know, it's better than trying to repair it and trying to repair, knowing how that, that movie ends, you yeah. know, I have a question about that, actually, you know, Stan and Todd, and both of you guys can answer this, but have you ever been in in a situation where, whether it's at your camp or your club or anything, where you've had, whether it's a coach or a player, and it's just not working out between them, and you had to, and maybe maybe it's nothing against either one of those, it's just, it, there's just not that connection, and you've had to move you know, a player to a different coach or a coach to a, to a different group or whatever. Coach, go ahead. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's always going to be individuals that maybe the personalities kind of conflict. Uh, I I've had goalkeepers that think they know more than the coach, you know, and Hey, well, my coach does it this way. And it, okay, fine. We're not saying that they're right or wrong. But can we meet in the middle a little bit? Can we kind of kind of live together for a few days and try to figure out what's going to be best for you? I'm not saying that this way has got to be the way, because at the end of the day, it's going to have to be for you. But personalities, there's always going to be personality conflicts. If it would ever become, and I don't think I've ever had this, I don't know if Stan has, where it's gotten to a point where I've actually had to physically remove a player and put them in another group because they hated the coach or the coach hated the player. I've never had anything like that. Um, I'm sure there has been somewhere uh, at some level. We've been fortunate to have it. You know, have we had discussions with parents? Sure. Uh, absolutely. I, I remember one a conversation I had with a parent that was insistent that we move their daughter to a different group until I had a conversation with him. And he was saying how great she was and how she was one of the best goalkeepers there. And I said, okay, well, were you here this morning? when we were actually doing a demo and she was daydreaming with her gloves in her mouth and she was daydreaming during the exercise and she was wearing braces and her glove got caught in her braces. I said, is that the mark of a truly premier level goalkeeper that's daydreaming during a session and gets her gloves caught in, in her braces? And he stopped immediately and never came back and never said another word. So I'm like, I'll have those conversations, but I'm going to be really honest with you. And if you think your daughter or your son it needs to be there and we feel the same, by all means, I'm not going to hold him back. I said that last night on our call. I will never hold a goalkeeper back until it becomes physically detrimental, which is what Stan you know, alluded to earlier. Once it becomes physically detrimental and they're going to get hurt or whatever, then we stop. I'm not progressing. But if that 12-year-old can physically handle being with 15 and 16 year old again if they could they probably won't but if they could i'm not going to stop them yeah all right Right. but i don't know stan have you ever had instances like that where i know it's a weird question i just was curious no it's it's a great question i really do think it's a great question coach i look i i've been very close in my current 
um, role where it, it's been, um, you know, uh, tough scenarios. And, you know, I, look, there's different, there's different areas in which you coach. There's club and, you know, sometimes there's the pay for play model and then there's club, but it's MLS next or the old DA model. And then you have camp environments and then you have college teams and they all have their own different dynamics as well. You know, college, you have one of four kids and are you, are you going to send a kid off the team? You know, they're still going to be in school and it's a whole different dynamic camp environment. No, no hesitation calling a parent and telling that your kid's got to go home for this or that one kid I was an inch away from who's now a staff member, you know? Um, but when he was a camper, a goalkeeper attending, I was an inch away from calling the old man and saying, he's got to go home. The, the philosophical and the, 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 the butting of heads and this or that, I, you know, it's, I've, um, I've been close there, but never ultimately making a, uh, a harsh call. I've, I've been fortunate that, um, being in those scenarios that people have, have been supportive of me, whether that be, you know, the, the fire administration or FC United's administration or, you know, uh, at, at camp shutout, I, I'd have to call the boss, my wife, to see if she'd be supportive of me if I had a scenario at that camp. But, um, you know, fortunately, never a, it's never come to the penultimate moment or a, or a, a full uh, a full climax. So, yeah. well, let's. Uh, I think I think we'll wrap it up on a more pos- positive side because I went, went down a little bit of a dark path right there. Um, guys, first off. This is an insane week for both of you. So, so thanks for taking all this time. And we've been going almost an hour and a half with you guys. And, and I know it's a, just a massive, massive week. As you guys heard those dingings going on, if you're either watching or listening to the podcast, those are all emails coming through to both these guys right now. Uh, that, is, that is the week before camp, what that is like. It's just bombard, 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 bombard. So the fact that they were willing to take this time out, that, that's how important it is for, for, for you guys to hear a lot of this information. Um, Thanks for that. Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I wish Saskia and Omar could, could be here to listen to all that, but you know, they're out there living their best life. Um, Todd, uh, for people out there who don't know much about one-on-one uh, and are coming next week for the first time, what, what can they expect? Well, we'll we'll kick off Monday morning, uh, 8 a.m. We go for three days. We don't do the five days like stands. We we kind of get them in, and it's it's aggressive for three days with a lot of different classrooms. Um, but it's it's a it's like like camp shutout. It's a it's an experience. You know, it's not only just on the field. We do um, classrooms because we haven't had a, a program in two years with COVID. I'm kind of rolling out the red carpet. I'm opening up my Rolodex and bringing in. You know, a lot of MLS goalkeeper coaches, um, current MLS players, former national team players, not to physically be there, but to do little Zoom Q&As. So in, in between sessions. So we've actually got it uh, where we have QR codes for all the kids so that we're not even going to a classroom where they can still be decompressing in their room. They bring their iPad, they bring their phone, they scan the QR code that's going to be on their door and they can pull up the Zoom call from the comfort of their own dorm room. Uh, and be on a Q&A with an MLS, you know, player, things like that. Stan's taking some notes here. Stan's taking some notes here. Look at that. 
But that goes, I tell you what, though, that goes back to what Stan said before. You hire people that are smarter than you because that came from one of my assistant directors. She's like, we can do a QR code. They never have to leave the room. I'm like, that's brilliant. Let's do it. So she got together the QR code. And now we basically, instead of going to, <laughs> instead of going from a field and walking back and forth and walking back and forth to, to meals, and now you got to walk back and forth to a classroom. The kids can have their feet up, laying in their bed, and still get the element of the classroom and still get that rest and recovery. So that's something that we're bringing in. And I'm super excited, you know, to bring in some of these people. And I'd love for Stan to maybe come on and do something as well next week. And I'd be more than happy to return the favor of, you know, doing a Zoom call with some of his. Uh, and that's the beauty, I think, of what we do. You know, I think Stan and I are one in the same. We want what's best for American goalkeepers. You know, and there's no rivalry. There's no nothing. I'm going to push kids to him. He's going to push kids to me because at the end of the day, it's kids being in that environment or being in this environment or being in another environment down the road. It's bettering American goalkeepers. Yep. And we're, we're, we're hopefully going to improve the depth within not only the club environment, but it's going to filter up into our national teams as well. Because as we know, we desperately don't have that that depth right now and we we truly need it yeah well well i i want to say this uh that if you, either you guys need me to hop in on one of these things uh I've, I've got a microphone i got a podcast set up so feel free to feel free to call me up anytime uh if i'm at at home and not on on the field well, um, be, uh, for you and the in the the josie and 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 i can't remember who else it was going to be with josie on the, the life after football meaning you know, you sure. with the podcast, Joe with his teaching. Yeah. I can't remember who the third was. And then Todd, uh, Life as a Pro, possibly with you and Cody and Charlie and Klonowski. I don't know who all would be in that um, in that one in particular. But I may be, I may be doing that. I know we're, we're pretty close to it, but I may be doing that. So no problem. Yeah, right. just, uh, I enjoy those. Let us know. Let us know. I mean, um, you know, I think it, uh, I think it could be a lot of, a lot of fun out there. The cool, the um, cool thing is next week there's just under 500 kids that are going to be trained goalkeepers yeah. training next week. Yeah. That to me, I don't care where they are. Yep. And that's just yeah. in two programs. Imagine what yeah. else is going around there. I mean, to me, that's awesome. That's, yeah. that's development that we desperately need in this country, if we're truly going to be a, a, a goalkeeping nation once again, once again, exactly. I say that because I think there was a time where we were and we've kind of lost that and we need to, yeah. we need to gain that back. You know, you know, I, I will say one, one of those things in regards to that, um, you know, there's, there's been so many talks about, you know, the lost generation, you know, um, on both the men and women's side. Uh, when it comes to when when it comes to goalkeeper identification and goalkeeper development in the in the United States, for those of you guys who are listening from around the world, um, but I will I do want to say I feel like it's changing. I feel like it's changing, and I feel like there's there's a really good group, a, a crop of young goalkeepers on both the men and women's side that are starting to creep up into the pool and and really starting to get you know, noticed the attention and, and get into the right environments where they're really going to keep developing. And, and for, I think for such a long time and, and there's a benefit to having very strong number ones in, in your national pool. Um, there's also very big detriments because you can get very complacent for a, a long amount of time because you go, well, we got so-and-so for 20 years. Why do we need to worry about 
blah, blah, blah. And I know this is a conversation, but both, you know, both of you two have had, you know, with myself and, and with your, each other, I'm sure. So Matt Turner's our number one, but anyway, <laughs> well, uh, you, you've, you've heard it from Stan, right, right, right over there in regards to, uh, regards to his, uh, his, his thoughts. Uh, I am going to um, try to play this depending when this goes, I am going to try to play this entire podcast on a big screen at camp shutout during registration. Well, this, that, uh, that would make hey, sense. I mean, I can send you the hard copy and you can, you can do that regardless of whether it's out or not, but this will, this will be, I mean, the stream staying up and then the, the podcast goes up tomorrow. So yeah. Yeah. You'll be that'd able to, be, uh, uh, that'd be great. You'll I'm be able to do that right, right as they're walking through registration, just have, love it. Have this up and, yeah. I love it. I love great. it. You got Todd's face, you know, with uh, with his MLS background going on right there. You know, hey, couldn't you? Uh, like, I'm glad he's not here this year. <laughs> <laughs> not true. Not true. Uh, um, Stan, for anybody out there, maybe some people out there who are watching, uh, who've maybe done the road shows, but they've never done to a big show. What what can they expect for next week, and what 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 should they what should they plan ahead for? Well, I I hope that these things happen. I hope that they have an insane experience, you know, that, that, it, you know, it's like immersion. Um, maybe they have not had that experience before. I don't know. You know, I mean, we don't, we don't pre-screen our kids or anything yet. You don't have to have gone somewhere else for it. So who's ever coming, we just hope they <clears throat> have an insane experience. Um, again, just deeply immersed. I, will challenge our staff to deliver because they're not, they're not showing up for the shirt. They're not showing up for the natural grass, which is huge. They're not showing up for the air conditioning in the, in the hotel room. They're showing up because of Todd, because of Michael, because of Omar, because of Caitlin, because of Joe, I could go on Dougie and CD and just on, on and on and on Peter, blah, 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 blah. Um, that's why they're showing up, you know, for the, the, to be taught, to learn, to get better to walk away with something that's going to help their game. So that, that'll be the challenge for the staff to deliver. The kids challenge will be to have good body language, have their eyes open. Their, their, their mouth is going to open some eyes, which I did say that correctly. And it's what I mean. People will start paying attention to you. If your, your communication is fantastic. Um, and so that's what I expect is kind of just a, a good working environment that will expose you to getting better. No. Well, that's uh, I think that is a great way to wrap it up right here, guys. Just go in there with an open mind and an approach to, to get better, have a great experience, enjoy yourself, have fun, regardless of which one of these camps you're going to. We should have had a West coast person here. So it could be East coast, Midwest and West coast. And then, then we have a trifecta right over there. Um, Todd, if people want to connect with you, where's the best place for them to do so? Probably just on our, our website, uh, one-on-onegoalkeeping.com. Number one, O-N, the number one, goalkeeping.com. Uh, it's probably easiest. Or uh, I'm not a huge social media person. I do have an Instagram account. I do have a Twitter account. So it's just my name, Todd Hofford. Uh, feel free to hit me up on either one of those. Uh, if I don't get you right away, I probably haven't seen it because I haven't been on it. 
but uh, eventually uh, I will I will find it and I will. I'll well, just back. just start using your your union your union uh, account. You I know, know you've I've got, got you've got on one right too. there, and you got a virtual program on there. You might as well start uh start using it right uh right over there. Uh, Stan, if people want to connect with you, what is the best place? Well, modern day today is probably Instagram um, is the best, and uh, at camp underscore shutout. There is a Twitter account at camp shutout. There is a TikTok account, but I haven't really used it for camp shutout per se yet. Um, I think that'll evolve over time. But Facebook is at Coach Stan Anderson because Facebook took down my camp shutout site for like 75 years. Mm -hmm. So uh, that one is at Coach Stan Anderson for the parents that are out there. Um, or just hit me up any 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 which way, and I think you'll find that Guys like yourself, guys like Todd, guys like me, Omar, Saskia, we'll get back to you and try to help whatever way we can help. Yep. And, and obviously, guys, if you have a, have a guest suggestion or topic suggestion, contact at InsideThe18Media.com or at Goalkeeper Podcast on all socials, including on the Union Sports, if you have not signed up already. Uh, if you want to reach out to me directly, best place is MichaelMajidComedy.com or at MichaelMajid. Not a lot of soccer stuff there, more comedy related stuff. But, you know, Stan speaking about, you know, life after soccer, you know, there's a there, there there's a, a representation right there of other things that you could be doing and utilizing your uh, experiences on the on the soccer field to to better the world in other ways, too. Um, guys, uh, I was going to say break a leg with next week's camp, but probably not the best to turn a phrase. Uh, so best of luck. Uh, with uh, next week's camps, guys. Um, that is all the time on Inside the 18, and we are out. Have fun next week, guys. Later. Hey.